Good Yontav Rabboi Sai. Lili Nishmasi Mimirosi Rishmas Mordechai. It's the first day of Rosh Hashanah right now. We have a video. We have a whole thing going on here. Motzi Yontav. We're trying to do Daf Tovshin Pei Beis today. So on Yontav itself, there's no emails, there's no sponsors, nothing. But because it's a little, little treat, we have here a video of the three guys that sponsored for a whole month to make it to Uman. And here they are, they are Baruch Hashem in Uman. It worked. You see the noise? That's what I'm doing. Okay, yep. You ready? Here we go. Good morning, Okay, they're in Uman. Michael Bamela, Mati Pearl, and Aaron Hirsch. Tzvi Weiss, Baruch Hashem, I've been with you since Megillah. This is my first time doing Daf Yoimi, Bliya and Hara consistently ever. I have a lot of Akars that to you. I fell into it when my seven-year-old refused to go to school for weeks. And I sat him down to just watch something positive with me. We made Aliyah this past summer from Miami to Modi'in. Oh, no wonder a seven-year-old doesn't want to go to school. It was captured. What happened to that guy that had two sons here from Los Angeles? You remember he used to come all the time and went to Shabbos? We'll have to look into him. Did he go, don't tell me he, made, he went back to Los Angeles. He made Aliyah this past summer from Miami. The Modi'in was captured by the Shir. My good friend Moshe Fleischman told me about it. I want to thank you. Listen to this. I'm reading this because of this. I want to thank you for being vulnerable today and sharing your story before asking Mechilo. That really underscores why I find your Torah so sweet because you're a man of the people. Okay, I was worried. That's basically why I said the story. I was going back and forth. It makes me look like a shaita, but on the other hand, okay, people can relate to it. You know what I'm talking about? That story I said? When I threw the water, the, 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 the water truck? You didn't hear that myself. Okay, Ereviyant, Ayin Chum. Yeah, yeah, if you didn't hear the story there. Also, I want to tell you that in my humble opinion, let me think a good morning, my boy say, ah, silly. I think it makes such a difference to frame the shear as something enjoyable. It makes such a difference in how it's positioned, and I really do enjoy it tremendously. Want to wish you all the brachas, health, wealth, happiness, and success in everything you do, and I should be able to continue learning with you. Amen. All the best. Shonatoyva Tzvi Weiss. And that's it, Rabbi Yisai. So here we go. The Koyal is sponsored for the success of our family that we married to all these Kran Hashem. The Mesech is sponsored for the success of Baruch ben Moshe Aaron and the Moshe Loz ben Adash Shalom for that slogan of Yon and for my children. Jeff Rasner in Schos of my son, Yosef Simcha, Chaim ben Tzoro, Chana, Rufuah, Shleimo, Amen. The rest of the Sechta official mitzvah motivators by Neschos, Rufo Shleima, Favro Menashe, Ben Chano, Brocha, Rufo Shleima. If you're not watching Daf Gimel, you're only watching this. He just wrote me right before I came here. He wrote me that he Pashat cried like crazy during the Samatayka. And his beard is starting to fall out. He says, if I want to see a picture of it, he'll gladly send me one. I don't want to see a picture of it. The Paras HaChodesh, Lili Nishmas, Zechari Ben Moshe. Second Paras HaChodesh, the MDY family, Lili Nishmas, says, Tuvio Yaakov, Ben Esan, Yitzchok, Ezra Palak, Olashom. Third Paras HaChodesh, by the Lachim Lovig family, Splakewood, New Jersey, because Torah is the best Segula Reboisai. You want a Segula to live Ari Chasyomim, not to be sick. You don't need to wear those red bracelets. You don't need, says the Lach family, Torah is the best Segula. Better than going to Kvarim, better than going to Rabbanim, better than everything. Torah, Torah, Torah. I'm telling you, he's 100% right. Parents of Chayyim number four, Rufuah Shleimi Yecheskel Ben Leah. Parents of Chayyim number five, as a schutz that Hashem should watch over me and ensure that I'm completely healthy at Mevei Esrim. 
By Parnasayoyim, Yaakov Siegel and family, Lezech Nishmas Tzvi Ari Ben Eliyahu, on his first yard side, the Shomo should have an Aliyah. The second Parnasah day, Moshe Zaret. Was he here yesterday? Ooh, that's embarrassing. Because <laughs> I said I don't want to do any sponsors on Rosh Hashanah. Well, it's going back to me. You put it in for last week with the Really, a lot of people, they don't check the date when they get set. <laughs> oh. It's much as that. Because, okay, so we're doing it tonight instead of on Rosh itself. Before Shlema for all the MDY Mishpacha Chaylem. Before Shlema for all the MDY Mishpacha Chaylem. Shalom Shefa. Lili Nishama, my father, Meruvain Ben, Binyam and Leib, first day of Rosh Hashanah. Raboisai, here we go. So, we're in the middle of a Misa that happened here. Oy vey, where is it? Do I not have that story? Okay. Then we'll do it without the chart. On Rosh Hashanah itself, I had like pieces of paper like in the olden days. The good olden days. So, right before Yevamus, that's how we used to do it. There's a story here that... No, I must have this. Hold on, let's see. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is the story. It's a little bit backwards. Fine. What happened was you have Reuven who's married to Rachel. And then, unfortunately, Reuven goes bye-bye. And he drops a bunch of cash to the two brothers, Shimon and Levi. Well, they both have potential with this cash. If they perform, one of them performs a chalitza to Rachel, or if one of them sends a get to Rachel, then they both split the cash. But if one of them is miyabim Rachel, then the one who's miyabim Rachel gets all of the cash. Who typically is miyabim Rachel? The older brother. In this case, it would be Levi. We found out that Levi is a few years older than Shimon. Avi Factor is a few years older than Avi Kamiansky. Okay. So what happened is, a true story in Pumpadisa. Shimon decided that he wants half the cash because we're dealing here with a hundred million dollars. He's not a friar like they say in Hebrew. He wants 50 million. He's not going to let his brother hop all the money. So what does he do? He shows up with a get. He's about to toss it to Rachel. And by doing so, nobody can marry her, but they get to split the cash. Says the brother Levi, he's a big man from Pompadisa. And we know we're going to learn that Pompadisa people are big liars. He says, what are you doing? You want cash? I'll give you cash. Don't ruin it for me. I want to marry her. Of course he's lying. He says, listen, don't give her a get. I promise you, you can trust me. I'm your brother. I'm giving you 50 million. No problem. So the guy fell for it. Shimon falls for it. And then Levi marries her. And Shimon comes to collect the money. He tells Shimon, go jump in the lake. That was the story. Says Rav Yosef that he's right. He can tell him to jump in the lake because Levi has no right to give anything to Shimon. You got a whole cup over here. We're going through a whole sugya that we did right before Rosh Hashanah. Levi has no right. Why? It's not his yet. He didn't marry her. How could he give his brother something that's not his? And then Rav Yosef proves this from a brisa. What's the brisa? Says in the Bryce as follows. Okay, here's the Bryce. You have a brother of Shimon 
who borrows money from a brother, Reuben. You see, the two brothers. Shimon is a loiva, Reuben is a malva. And then, unfortunately, the malva, the lender, dies, goes bye-bye. So, the halacha is, Shimon could say like this. If I marry his, my sister-in-law, Rachel, who's married to Reuven, then I get all of Reuven's money anyway. So why should I take my money that I owe my brother and, and give it, put it on the side or whatever? It's like putting it in one pocket, taking it out of the other pocket. All of Reuven's money is going to be mine anyway. So I don't have to do anything with it. No, says the Bryson, no. You have to buy a field with it and put it on the side so that it could be a guarantee to Rachel Tsksuva that her late husband, Reuven, owes her. So what do you see from here? Unbelievable thing. You see from here that even money that's in Shimon's pocket, where's the money that he borrowed from his brother? In his pocket. That money that's in his pocket, he has to take out of his pocket and buy real estate with it to guarantee her ksuba. Says the Gemara, certainly, if it's not in his pocket, Shimon can't do anything with it and he can't give it to his brother. You hear the chap here? If it's in his pocket, we take it out of his pocket and make him buy real estate to guarantee the ksuba that the late brother owes her. So certainly, if it's not in his pocket, it's still in, it's the state of the dead man of Reuven. Shimon has no right to it. We take it away from him if he tries to touch it. On that, the Gemara says, it's a, it's a faulty brysa. Don't trust that brysa. That's what we're holding. So the Gemara says, like, um, five lines from the bottom of Pei Aleph Amr Beis. Five lines from the bottom. Pei Aleph Amr Beis. You got it? Omer Beis, Omer Rav Nachman, Mishnah. It's a faulty brysa. My timer. Now the Gemara goes through why. What happened there? Check this out. Here, in this, in this chart. There's a loiv in a malva. What's a loiva? He borrowed what? Cash. What's cash? Metaltalin. Movable objects. How can a movable object be a guarantee to, to Rachel's ksuba? Movable objects are not a guarantee. The only thing that's a guarantee to ksuba is real estate. So you see it's faulty. I'll tell you now. Dilma Rabbi Meiri, So I'm going to be doichak, one, one tchak here. Okay, tchak number one. Remember, because this is, this is one tchak. Soon we're going to add another tchak, and the Gemara doesn't like that. Two tchaks are no good. What's the tchak? I'm pushing this brace to say it holds like Remeir. Only Remeir holds that movable objects like cash could be a guarantee to Aksuba. Okay, so then why is the brace faulty? Who in the world are you? Why are you coming? Shimon, I owe money to my late brother. Who are you, Miss Rachel? Go, go to my brother's estate. What do you want from me? Because I owe money to my brother? That's why I should give it to you and I should buy real estate for you? Who are you? I don't know you. The pay base on the top. Tough shin pay base. Unbelievable. The first day of Roshana is the year that it's going out. Pay base. Dilma Rebbe he no. She has a very good taina. She comes to him for a very strong reason. Check out this chart. If the Rosh Hashiva owes potato head money. 
and Potato Head owes the plumber money. So why should the Rashiva pay the Potato Head? And the Potato Head then goes and pays the plumber. Let's go directly from the Rashiva to the plumber. We did. We had the case before. That's right. But then I had a, a good, um, I had a good chart. I had a, there was a joke over there, but uh, I didn't. I don't know if I should say the joke because supposedly I'm not joking. I'm not joking now. Three people from Gates had left the shear because of that joke. Yeah, but you know what? I think we have to weed out the guys from Gates. Said here. So the joke was like this: the guy. Guy's wife made chant. It's to remember. You see, Yosef remembers. It's to remember this case. Now you're, you remember this. Good. Guy's wife made him chant. So he took the chant and threw it in the toilet. She said, what are you doing? He said, why should I eat it? And then I'm going to go to the bathroom. Put it straight into the bathroom. That's what Chippewa Rebunasan is. Why take the two steps? Go first chant to the potato head and potato head to the toilet. Go straight to the toilet. And a mela. Says the Gemara, the same thing happens by us. Check this out. Shimon owes money to his brother Reuven. The brother Reuven owes money to Rachel. Ah, you know what? This is wrong. I shouldn't have done it like this. Too bad. Uh, we'll have to fix it later. The, if you, I want to be similar to the other chart, this red arrow should go from Shimon to Rachel. So, Again, Shimon owes money to Reuven. Reuven owes money to Rachel. So you say, why go through the steps? Shimon should pay Reuven. Reuven should pay Rachel. Let's just go straight from Shimon to Rachel. You see what I'm saying, Yosef? The red arrow has to go from Avi to Rachel. Okay, fine. So don't say, again, we, we said, you know why the Bryce is no good? Because what business does Rachel have with Shimon? Well, there is a business going on because Shimon owes money to Reuven and Reuven owes money to Rachel. So Rachel goes directly to Shimon. They do have something in common. Why? What's It says by a Ganav, somebody who steals, he swears that he didn't steal. And then he admits that he stole. The Lach is he has to add another fifth. So, and we learn from here that you can go directly and take the money directly from the guy. You don't have to go two steps away. Ella, Sigmar says, Since Ksuba is only a Darabanan, now we're pushing this Brisa to hold like two Farshitas. First we said, Ella, Iker, we said that goes like Remeir that says, even in cash, you can be Meshavit cash, Metaltalin is Ksuba. And Iker, Ribnasan, we just said, or maybe goes like Ribnasan that, Shibuddha the Rivnasan, the famous concept of Shibuddha the Rivnasan. Amarava, Imkain, Hainishman, Alilabai. Now it makes a lot of sense when I heard from Abaya. Doma Zuini Mishnah. He said about this Bryce, it's no good. Velo Yadanamai, and I had no idea why. Now I know why. It's a very, very interesting reason why. The reason why is because the only way to make the Bryce work is if I hold like Rameir and like Rivnasan. That's pushing it. In the Rabbanon, to, to say that the Bryce holds like two far out cheetahs, that's pushing it. Says the Gemara a story that we're very familiar with. This is how we started the shir today. But it happened in a different city. A person, unfortunately, his brother died at a young age, let's say, without children. His wife, his own sister-in-law, falls to him. Going back to that case here. 
Where's that case? No, it's actually here. Okay. So you have a brother, Reuben, on top. And then, this is what happened to Moses Mechasia. The brother dies. And now there's a fight over the money. The older brother wants to be Miyavim her and take all the money. Shimon wants to get half the money. So what does he do? He tries to ruin it for everybody by giving her a get. Right? Because Midaraisa only Chalitza works. Chalitza and Yibam. There's no get in the But Midarabanan, if you give the Yivama get, now nobody can marry her. So so Levi tells Shimon, what, what are you doing here? What? You want money? You know what? I'll make a deal with you right now. We'll split it up. <laughs> you think I didn't hear about the story that happened in Pupadisa last year? I know exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to lie to me. You're trying to fool me. You're trying to calm me down and say, are oh, you going to give me money? And then as soon as you marry her, you're going to say, Fag, jump in the lake. I already know the trick. Mamish <clears throat> like the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara does the same thing. We fall for it once. Then it comes again. A few weeks later, and pulls off the same shtick again. But we fall for it. No, no, no. I'm not going to do like in I'm going to be mzake to you right now. Your chayli you're going to get right now. That doesn't work. Why? Even though Rabbi Yochanan says, Similar case, but not similar at all. A guy says, you see this cow? It'll be yours. All you need to do is pull it right now. And in 30 days from now, it'll be yours. Even if the cow is in some heftier place, nobody owns, it's not in somebody's private domain, you get to keep the cow. Why? Because you made a deal with the guy 30 days earlier. No. So over here, the Yavah made a deal with his brother. He's going to give him 50% of the cash. Why does it work? Why is it different than a cow? This is more very simple. It's very different. Over here, I own the cow. I can do whatever I want with the cow. I can give you the cow right now. So if I make a deal with you and I say the cow will be yours in 30 days, it works. But over here, who owns the cash? Look at the pile of cash here. Who owns it? Nobody. Nobody has a schus on the cash. Until you miyabim her, it's not yours. All we have here is zika. We have a bond. But it's not, it doesn't make the cash yours. Now we have a side problem. Nothing to do with our sugi really. But another thing. It says, Robin says, in the name of Rebbe because this was also Rebbe we have in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, like honey, if I let you pull the cow today and I tell you it will be yours in 30 days from now, it's not your cow. So why are you telling me it is your cow? There's two separate stories. When I tell you it's your cow starting from now, retroactively from now, then it works. If I don't stick in the word miachshav, then you're right, it doesn't work. But regardless, it has nothing to do with our sugi of Yibam, where the Yavam is looking at a pile of cash, but it's not his cash yet, until he marries her. So he has no right to give it to his brother, Mi'achshav and not Ma'achshav. It's not his right today. So they asked the question from Mula again. 
Let's go back to that story to me, even though it's not so gishmak, it's not so appropriate, but we started with it and we're going to go with it. You have Bill Gates, okay? Pretend he's Jewish. Pretend he's a Yovam, not a Yovam. He has $103 billion. It's just funny to me, this is the story. He has $103 billion. His brother can't wait to find out that he died and therefore he'll be Miyabam Melinda and by doing so, what happens? He gets $103 billion. There's one small problem. That before Melinda gets her ksuba, and it's a typical ksuba that, you know, when they got married, they were, you know, in high school, they made a typical ksuba. How much is a ksuba? Nothing. $3,000. $5,000. Until she gets her ksuba, Mr. Gates, the brother, cannot touch $103 billion. Why? Because the whole entire 103 bill is mishubad, it's guaranteed to the $3,000 ksuba. That's how it works. Ah, he should take, take $5,000 and say, you know what, let me give you $20,000. Let me give you $50,000. Here, take it right now. Doesn't work like that. No. She's married to him. She's a Yavama. She should say, no. I'll put it on the table, says the Mishnah. I'll put it in a special closet that only you have access to it. No, you can't do that because... It's going to create friction between the two of them. She's going to think he wants to divorce her. And Mela, the 103 billion, sits there in the bank and he can't touch it. Now, what happens if he goes and he doesn't care about the halacha? And he sells off some of the assets, Bill Gates' assets. He sells his $150 million house over there in Seattle without asking any shilas. What's the halacha? He... So now Melinda Gates becomes his wife. When she becomes his wife, the 103 billion becomes his. And then he went and he sold off the house. It's zero, should be zero. You go back, she goes back and takes the house back. It's a guarantee to my $3,000 ksuba. It's not much funny. Now, this is the worst case. This case... He, he wasn't Miyabim her yet. She's not his wife yet. So he really doesn't even have the 103 bill. And he went and he sold the house. No, of course it's nothing, right? Yeah, it's nothing. He was only Miyabim after he got rid of some of the assets. I don't understand. Once I said the first halacha, that even if he's married to Melinda, he cannot sell anything. Certainly if he didn't marry Melinda, of course he can't sell off the assets. It's not his yet. Says you're right. If I said the first case, I don't need to say the second case. But he wasn't saying halachas. He didn't say in a, a, a tremendous chiddush and then a less chiddush. It was two questions that came to the Besdin. It was actually two stories that happened. There's two Gates. There's Warren Buffett's wife that came, and there's Bill Gates' wife that came. And they both came with different questions. One asked the question, the other one was me, and me. And the other one asked the question, the other one wasn't me, and what's the halacha? And Ula Paskin. So we're just saying over two stories that happened. Says Okay, this is our sugya. It doesn't matter when. The brother went and sold the nechassim. Nothing happened. You should know, nothing happened. Okay. 
getting used to tomorrow. Tomorrow's gonna be fast. I have to, have to train. If you don't, here, here, here. Whatever, doesn't matter. You give me a new cup. Shkoyach. It says in the Mishnah, the Chum say that fruit that's attached to a tree, it's his, the Yavam gets to keep the fruit. This, a boy I need a lot of help with, although the Toysis Yontif tries to help me out here, says Gemara Amai, why are the fruits that are attached to the tree, the Yavams? We just said, everything. All the houses, all of Bill Gates' assets, everything is sitting there as a guarantee, as, what's the word? Not a guarantee, there's a better word. As a lien. It's a lien to the Ksuba. Oh, he was asking me, prenups. Whatever. Okay, so, so the Gemara says, how could it be his? Over here, the Gemara makes a 180. It's rear. What's in there? Tamar, I'm not going to have this. It's so gishmah. Okay. Now, Rashi just points out that it's very different that we learned the other day that when you have Nixemilug, a woman who comes in to the marriage with property, the husband gets to use the payrace. He gets payrace. Over here, the Yavim doesn't get payrace. Over here, everything's leaned to the Ksuba. When there's a lean, there's a lean. It's the opposite, says Rashi. Over here, he owns everything. He owns the, the principal and he owns the produce. Yet he can't touch it. You hear what's going on here? The Yavam cannot touch the produce, can't touch the property. It's all locked, but it's all his. Whereas what we learned the other day, she owns the principal, he gets the produce, and he could use the produce. That's enough community because there's no lien, and over here there's a lien. Okay. Says the Gemara, <clears throat> The mission says that anytime a Yavam, we learned this in Yavamas extensively, Anytime a Yava marries the Yavama, he does Yibam, she becomes a full-fledged wife. What does that mean? That he doesn't do Chalitza. Once he marries her, there's no Chalitza. He gives her a get. Not only does he give her a get, but just like a regular wife, he could take her back. So, to point out, and here's a, a Shaila. I, on, on Rosh Hashanah, I slipped, but since I slipped, it will slip again. It's a, it's a repeat of the shir. I said, I highly recommend that everybody should be Mach Zagrushasa. It's a mitzvah in the Torah. Try it out. It works beautiful. Divorce your wife. And the next day, ask her if she wants to remarry you. Fine. Nobody thought it was funny. Uh, actually, people said that if you do that, then try to dive in here in the minion because then you're a chasen and there won't be tachlan for like a month straight. Everybody, so... Well, just every day somebody else will get divorced and tell us how it went. Some wives, you'll be surprised, won't go back with you. So, okay, so be careful. So, however, just to point out an interesting halacha, if you do get divorced from your wife, and you remarry her, there is no Shana Rishayna on that marriage. Okay, there's no Hilcha Shana Rishayna. How do you know? 
I don't know. Who said? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, sorry. Let's go right there. We gotta. I know. I know that you think it's only us five here, but there will be Beis Hashem thousands of people listening to this year. So. <clears throat> There's no share brachas. There's one bracha, one one day, one day. That, that we learned. That's a different thing. Okay. Says Gemara, Megash beget pshita. Of course, you have to use a get. Mal the same a v'yibma merachmana v'adayin yibum rishonim alel. Like tezgila beget, it shouldn't be enough to give her get ele bechalitza kamashma. So let's see the pasuk here. Yivama yavay alel ulekach aloy liisha v'yibma. So it's very interesting pasuk. We're going to use this pasuk. Because it says that you take her as a wife. But then a second later it says, and you perform a mice of yibum. So it's almost like to say that she's not a real wife, she's still a yivama. And what do you do for yivama? Do chalitza. So I would think that a get doesn't work for her. That it does work. That a get is enough. Says the Gemara, of course you could take the. Yivama back. She's, she's not a Yivama anymore. She's a regular wife. So why shouldn't you be able to marry her? We just turned to Dafpe Bezom and sponsored in honor of my uncle Rebbe Chana Pressman. And as a schos, for you're filled with Mazel Brocha, Atzlocha, Simchos, and Parnasa Berevach. You also got to be careful with these Lashonis. Be a little starker. As a schos, to continue being able to support, it's only us here, we're just schmoozing. As Chos, to continue being able to support Torah and to finish us with Reb Eli. Okay. So now the question is, why would I think for a second that you can't take her back? Sigmar says, very simple. And it makes a lot of sense. The Torah said, you have the ability, even though she's your sister-in-law, even though she's an erva, like all oh, Shama Aleichem guys on Zoom. Wow. It's amazing. How many guys are on Zoom now? Not too many. Like 30. How many? 32. 32. For the second shir. Shalom Somebody was upset that in the middle shir, the zoom went on the screen. I don't know why they're upset. To me, it gives chizuk that there's people, there's live people, there's other people. It's part of, they're part of the shir. I always ask that they should. We, we used to have a screen just for the zoom people. Okay. Back in the day when I used to give shir at home during COVID, when we couldn't do the shir, it was just zoom. It was just a whole giant screen of zoom. It gave a lot of chizuk. They still give me chizuk, the Zoom guys. Okay. Listen, what's the difference if it's your daughter, your mother? It's a isr, the rice, it's a rice like all our rice, a sister-in-law. The Torah says, in this special case, because your brother died without children, you marry her. Okay, so it's a one-time thing. But once you divorce her, she, she, she becomes your sister-in-law again. Says I never had a habit, it's a one-time thing. That not. There you could marry her and you could be with her many, many times, thousand times. But once you divorce her, maybe then you, you go back to the original status of being a sister-in-law and a brother-in-law and you shouldn't be able to marry her. That's the big chiddush, that once you get married to her, she's a, like a regular wife and you take her back. But who said, who said that you could take her back? On that, you see the chart over here. You don't need to see the chart because the Gemara brings it. Yes, it's Yivama. Yes, V'yivma. But at the end of the day, she becomes a regular wife. Says the Gemara. 
We learned in the Mishnah, The Ksuba of this wife, of this Yivama, is from the, the, the state of her late husband. It's not from the second guy. It's not from the Yavam that takes over. My Taima, what's the reason? Hashem said, here's your wife. He had no choice. He didn't go on a Shidduch day. It wasn't red. It was nothing. He was forced to marry her. So he's forced to marry her. Why should he have to pay from his pocket $5,000? But if the first guy didn't leave a dime, Islam Hashem, then the second guy comes in and he takes over. Why? So that the whole reason of Aksuba is that the wife should feel comfortable in the marriage, that not any second she's going to burn the food. Like the Mishnah, where's that Mishnah? Gitan, I think. You burn the food, you just divorce your wife without Aksuba. She doesn't deserve Aksuba. <laughs> in those days, boom! I explained on Rosh Hashanah, if you weren't here. What's this whole, you see from the Gemara, what, they were crazy? They had such fear that the, the husband's going to divorce and, and if it's $3,000 and all, he's not going to divorce. Well, today we don't have that. Why not? You ever thought about it? Why? Why don't we have, why does my wife have a fear I'm going to divorce every second? You know why? Things have changed. Today we have Kherin Nerebed and Gershom. You can't just divorce your wife. If you're mad at her, you can't just say, okay, you're divorced. And she says, I don't want to get divorced. She has a say in it, just like you do. In those days, it wasn't like that. If he didn't want to be married, boom, you're gone. You burnt my food, out of here. Yeah, boom, shalom. That's how it worked. So the, the, she had some security. The $5,000, in those days, $5,000, you know, a whole salary that was so poor that, so that gave her the security. But let me ask you a question. What exactly does he gain by saying, we said, oh, the Ksuba comes from his late brother. But at the end of the day, he inherits all his late brother's assets. So he's going to take from the assets that he inherited and give to her. And if he doesn't inherit anything from him because he, was a, he had no money when he died, so he has to take it out of his own pocket. So then what did the second brother gain by, by the fact that it comes from the first brother? It always bothered me, this question. What exactly happens here? If he has no money, the first guy, then you take him the second guy. So anyways, you didn't get it. And if he has money, he's going to inherit all the money. He takes, it's one pocket to the other pocket. At the end of the day, the second guy pays Iksuba. Shalom Yisrael. So Taisvis on Daf Pei Aleph, Amad Aleph, says the Teretz. And he says, what if the first brother sold off assets before he died? then the wife could go after those first assets and not to go to the second brother. Taisvis in Yevamas brings this Taisvis. And he says, I don't like that tarot. And he says, talking about where the, the Nechassim got lost, there's different Rishonim that say different Tiruzim, but there's good Pshatim here. Just so you should know that they talk about it. No, we said that. So we learned in the Mishnah, Again, we have the case of Bill Gates dies, $103 billion. So the brother who inherits all the money, Bill Gates' money, when he's Miyabim the Yivama, he cannot take her ksuba or $5,000, put it on the table and say, okay, here, this money on the side is yours. The same thing says the Gemara. And why? 
that creates Eva. Remember the Lashon Rashi. It creates hatred forever, says Rashi. If she knows that you want to divorce her, she'll never talk to you. Same thing says the Mishnah, don't do it to your own wife, forget about it, Yavama, don't do it to a regular wife, don't put money on the side and say, this is for you Says Gemara, what's the big chiddush in a wife? By Yavama, you don't write in the Ksuba that I have a lien on all the properties that I bought beforehand and all the properties I'm going to buy. So therefore, I can understand that there's a problem here, there's some Eva. By a regular wife, the cost of law, he writes in Ruxuba, the Kanoyu, the Kanina. I am Meshubah to you. I have a lien on everything I own and everything I will own in the future. So there's no hatred there. She doesn't care. She put money on the side over here. Okay, fine. She, but she's secure. Kamash Malon, even a regular wife will be obsessed. Gersha ain't Says the Mishnah that if you divorce her, she can't come after you for anything, only her Ksuba. And I'm a daik from that, girsha in, la girsha loy. In other words, you can't, going back to Bill Gates, you cannot touch the $103 billion as long as you're married to her. When could you touch it? When does the lock become unlocked? When you divorce her. Says, Gemara, Rabbi Abba had an Eitzah. You know what? You know, you want, if you want to access the $103 billion, there's only one way to do it. Well, if you're a Kayan, you make a nice meal, try to convince her. But if convincing doesn't work, you divorce her. And then you remarry her back. Once you're a billionaire, she might want to marry you. But th- that's the only Eitzah. Divorce and take her back. So you see Rabbi Abba in the Mishnah. If you take her back as a wife, so she's like a regular woman, and she only has the original ksuba. So it works like this. Rabbi Yisai, if a person divorces his wife, and he owes her the 200 zuz, whatever, and whatever extra in the ksuba, she takes him to court, and he, you know, he plays the game and he pushes her off and the lawyers and this and it's another year, two years, three years, five years. Finally, and he never paid her, the ksuba. Finally, you know what, after seeing each other so many times and they realize that shiduchim, they realize, you know what, she's bad, but she's better than all the other shiduchim. He says, you know what, let's just get married again. What ksuba does he have to give her? The second marriage. What does he give her? She's a ba'ula, so he gives her a hundred zuz. What does he give her? But he owes her the 200 from the first marriage. The halacha is, he doesn't give her any ksuba. She gets the 200 from the first marriage. Says the Gemara, If you divorce your wife and you take her back, She automatically gets nothing more than the first ksuba. Says the Gemara, the same Maybe that only applies to your own wife because you wrote aksuba. But when it comes to Yavama, he never wrote her aksuba. So when, who wrote her the aksuba? The original husband, her late husband. So now that he divorced her and he takes her back, what aksuba is there? He never wrote her aksuba. The only aksuba she had was from the original guy. So maybe we'll say, no, maybe he has to write her a new aksuba. Kamash Malon, 
No, she gets, even when he takes her back, the second guy takes her back, her ksuba is from her first husband, whatever he wrote her. Omer Yeah, this is normal. Hold on. In the beginning, they used to write Tabsula 200. Without mana, mana. So there's 200 and 100. That, that's, that's normal. Just what? What's the Chiddush in this Gemara? That there's no Shibun. Okay? There's no lean. Well, the problem is when there's no lean, Women didn't want to marry them. You're not gonna. You're not gonna guarantee my ksuba. I don't want to marry you. So nobody got married. So he fixed it. He said there is a lien. Don't worry about it. You can marry these men. You're gonna have a ksuba. And we also learned the same exact thing, word for word. And people, women refused to get married because they didn't have a good. Guarantee on their ksuba. Oh, so they came up with an eitzah. Here's the money in a, in a pile of cash. Here's your $3,000, your $5,000. And they gave it and they put it in her father's house. It didn't work so well. Why? Because once the person spent the money and the money is already out of his pocket, he has no loss. The whole point is he's going to have to start scratching for money, 3000 he doesn't want to do it. But he already took the money out of his money. This is five years, 20 years ago he lost that money already by the Shver's house. So it didn't work. So you should know that there are people, what do you do with your ksuba? Interesting thing. I was thinking about it. I have to. I think I have to do a ksuba again. Why? Because my ksuba is like somewhere in America. I think. I think you know. I, I never did. I never brought it out of my house in Chicago. Ksuba has to be accessible to the wife more than the husband. It shouldn't be in the husband's safe and only has the kid. She has to have access to it, not you. That's number one. These people, the Yushalmis, they supposedly. I have to look into it. But that's what I heard. Yushalmis, the the ksuba is by the. By the shver, the wife's parents they take care of the ksuba. But I heard a very interesting thing. I actually heard. I saw it inside that there's those who say that if people have problems with shalom bias, check the ksuba. It's like checking a mezuzah. Maybe there's a problem. With the, maybe there's a problem with the ksuba. Maybe it's not written well. Maybe the woman doesn't have access to it. Check it because we we learned that you can't live without a ksuba. You need a ksuba. Okay. And then you had this other thing about putting suba on the wall. People like, it's a piece of art, you hang it. It's not, it's not appropriate because it's a suba, it's, it's saying that if you get divorced, you die, it's not, it's not the right thing to put on the wall. That's what they say. Okay. I, do, I had a nice piece of art, suba, but I, I put a false one and I, had, I signed it and my brother signed it. So it's a fake document, so we put that on the wall. But I don't know. Put it on the wall. So she has access to it. But you also have access. Right before somebody gets divorced, they just hop it off the wall and they run. You can put a sign, you can put a sign saying in case the accident In case of? In case of accident, break glass. Yes. Okay, we said this already. So it didn't work. 
So listen to this. They, they changed the Takana. Instead of it being by her father's house, they said, let it be by his father's house. What do you gain by that? Because now he has a little bit more access to it and he could borrow against it. So it's a little bit more favorable to him. Ashiroi's, this is very interesting. Ashiroi's, Oisis, Oiso, Klosis, Shokesar, Shazal. They make baskets made out of gold because they got such a heavy ksuba, they were able to make golden vessels out of it. Aniyais, I love this one. They made a toilet bowl out of it. It's hard to understand, but that's the Girsa and Rashi. Taisus ignores that. He has a different Girsa. Okay, fine. But still, nevertheless, he still gets upset at her. So then he says, he gets mad at her. He says, go. It's already on the side. That's why he came and made the kana. It doesn't help putting by the father's house. It doesn't help putting it by, the, by, by your own father's house. Just say that everything you own, all real estate and everything, is, has a lean towards her ksuba. And with that, we finish the parik. Everybody should have a wonderful year.